Watching the Scott Pilgrim show on Netflix. Ooh, no, is that out? Hang on, hang on, hang on. What? Who are we? Who are we? It's a new no, episode, that right? Doesn't matter. Okay. It was gonna small talk before we did the intro. Yeah, don't you? You don't know what? You fine. To... fine, quick intro, Jared. Sybil, uh, you, Marshall. That's not my name. I told you guys to forget my name. Oh yeah. What oh, the hell? No, oh no. What the hell? <laughs> <laughs> you got us. Uh, this all, is sights uh, unseen. This is all gonna get cut. That's it. I, I I quit. This is our show. Just kidding. I'm still here. Oh my god. This is sights unseen. Uh, we talk about things and we show you it in your brain with our mouths on your eyes. And then everything goes off hmm. the rails. Yeah. Uh. So yeah, the Scott Pilgrim show. Have you two watched it at all? I haven't yet. Not I yet. have. So. I didn't even know it was coming. Is this the animated actually with all the originals? Yes. It's yeah, animated with yeah, all the movie. Oh my gosh. I, I'm trying to limit myself. There's eight episodes. Katie and I have watched five of them so far. And I'm trying nice. to just do like one or two a day. It is so amazing. It is so good. I I love it. It's so good. Oh my God. It's such a good show. Is it a continuation of the series? It is. Or do you want me to tell you? Is it a reboot? I mean, it don't, it's new like game, is it New Game Plus? Universe. Oh, is it alternate universe? It's like an alternate universe uh, along the lines of if Scott lost to Matthew Patel. What? <laughs> the weakest of the evil exes? Yes. There's a reason. It's a secret reason. <laughs> but the thing I love the most is that literally the whole show is called Scott Pilgrim. The character Scott Pilgrim, it has so far only been in the very first episode. Okay. <laughs> Michael like, Sarah was busy that month. It, it's uh, it's so good. It's amazing. This it feels weird. It's giving... Uh, <laughs> yeah. It's giving more time to all the exes to get to know them as characters. And, like, it's really nice because it's, like, they brought all these people back to voice all the characters. And now, like, they're actually getting to do longer bits as the yeah, characters that's and you cool. get to explore them more that it's was really my complaint good. about the movie was like each time there was an ex they were on screen for like three minutes yeah it went through them they fast. died yeah i went through them very fast and it's also giving you more of their backstory of their history with ramona so it's like you actually get to learn about their relationships more it's it's so good i bet she was super toxic uh yeah <laughs> yeah, yeah right she was. That's, that's always she the trend right is if you if you only date assholes you're the asshole right yeah typically if you only date evil exes you're the evil one. yeah katie saw like on twitter that people were being like what scott pilgrim was a pedophile and it's like have you did you not did know you never read these or watch the movie did you not know he Scott's... was 23 dating a 17 year old he's kind of a sucky guy but i mean they didn't even have a kiss or anything no they, they just, never like they held hands once. they held hands once. that's too so, pornographic I mean, he's not for a me. pedophile because yeah. he's not the worst he's just a sad 20 year old he's just a sad 23 year old how old is it's he? like he's not a good person 23 oh okay it's just like, yeah, it's like the whole thing is like, he's not a good person. He kind of sucks, but it's also like he's sweet in his own ways. Yeah. It's all about how like everybody has redeeming qualities. Yeah. 
So it's it's really good. I highly recommend go watch it on Netflix. Or if you don't want to pay Netflix, I'm sure that you can uh, just put on your pirate hat and sail the seas. As they say on Goosebuds, it's never illegal to type something in Google or whatever. It actually is sometimes. It actually is sometimes. Like if you if you Google, I actually someone do it. If you Google how to make a bomb. Uh, no, don't tell our specifically to do that. with some other keywords. I'm pretty sure the FBI will be at your door. You type in how to make a bomb right next to the how to make a bomb. Ask <laughs> Sally. Like <laughs> what you need to do is FBI type in is like sweating, watching your fingers. How type. to toss salad and scrambled eggs. How to make a bomb. Chill, FBI bro, watching this. It's for a school project. He's like how to make a bomb. He's like Jared. No. How to get rid of a body? But I'm a writer, so I need to know. I mean, that's but really like ninety percent of it, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Writers that's like, are always researching shit. Literally for like writing stuff, I'm literally like typing up like what happens to the body as it loses blood. How much blood can the body survive? What's the like, fine for necrophilia in this yeah. part of Tamriel? <laughs> yep. So yeah. Well, that's some small talk. Ooh, how much small talk do we want? Because I also have a question. I, I mean, would... that was... Ask a question. Go ahead. I'm sorry. I've always had this question, and I always forget to ever ask it, but I always mean to ask, like, when you're listening to podcasts, what is... What would you call your, like, pod... I can never think of the right term, but, like, podcast, like, toxic trait, like your bad habit. Because, like, my example is, if I'm listening to a podcast... And I hear an ad for another podcast and I'm like, wow, this sounds really cool. But then at the end, it's like written and directed by like the Russo brothers or like somebody who works in Hollywood is like voice acting in it or has written and directed it instantly lose all interest. I'm like, like, I I don't want a professionally made podcast. I want this to be made by some people I've never heard of. Yeah. Just do it in their basement. I understand. That's my thing. It's like the instant somebody famous is involved in a podcast, I'm out. I'm done. I understand. Do you have any like traits like that with podcasts? Anything special? So, so like as you're listening, not as you're doing it. Um, So I've been on quite a few. Yeah. I would say while I'm listening, I uh, my toxic trait with podcast listening is that I only listen to it when I'm like working out or doing housework. Never just like for fun. And so I never know. I'm never caught up because it doesn't take me very long. <laughs> <Uh-oh>. <laughs> but it's like a reward for doing those things, right? So mm, I get that. See, I also listen to all my podcasts at 1.5 speed so I can get through them faster. Oh, no, that's a hot that's a hot to. tip for sure. I guess that yeah. would be my pet peeve. I'm yeah. a purist, and I listen to them at regular speed even if it takes me longer. <laughs> the only time I'll go back to normal speed is if it's like uh, Welcome to Night Vale and it's the weather because listening to music at 1.5 speed is not as good. So I have to slow it down for any songs that are in the podcast. I have a confession. I lied to yeah. you. I've never listened to it at 1.5 speed. I can't do it. I don't really? like it. I, I want to just experience the people. And it's calming, right? Like, I don't listen to very That's many right. podcasts that are, like, Brother. super jumpy and animated <laughs> for the people. Yeah. Um, yeah. So it's kind of nice to just chill. I'm not in a hurry is what I'm trying to say. It does, listening to it faster does make some podcasts, especially ones like Hey Riddle, Riddle feel more mm. frantic. Mm-hmm. Like they're freaking out as they're going. 
And that's not an illusion or something. They already <laughs> they are. already are. So they're, like, they're imagine like, all of them talking faster while they're doing it. They're like, it's like, oh my gosh, what's happening? Somebody dying. I think that's but, yeah. probably the reason is that if I, I usually listen to podcasts with multiple people, so speeding it up isn't really helpful for me. But if it's a single person just talking, I feel like it wouldn't be a big deal. Yeah, like lore. Lore is a easy one to listen to faster. Yeah, well, maybe not because. No. I feel like it, it builds the ambience and the feeling listening to it. So. Yeah, I was going to say, I do. Like, I miss okay. details listening to it regularly and have to go back and be like, hold on, what did he just say happened? I do. And, yeah, I do go back sometimes. So, I mean, it's like you're like, let's put it at one and a half speed and let's see how that goes. All right. Aaron Menke sounds like he's been on a caffeine bender. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, there are some some good podcasts that like I've occasionally wanted to speed up. There's a BBC one mm-hmm. called In Our Time that I listen to sometimes. And and sometimes it's just really slow and it's talking about history and it's like, you know, you might want to speed that up a little bit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. British people just, oh, they talk so slow. Oh my they God. Are so, like, ugh. I'm just kidding. And they're British up. listeners. I'm, so, I'm just And their kidding. teeth are everything. fucking wrecked as well. Oh my god! <laughs> and they, what's up with leaving use in all these things? <laughs> they say like, things like schedule and garage. Like what the hell? I say a lot of those things too, though. Word, word, <laughs> color <laughs> doesn't need a you. To be fair, we I were playing. Uh, we've been playing a lot of Phasmophobia, and I've, I've been playing it in VR. Um, Ooh. And I'm like, hey, where's the breaker at? And so I'll go back to the van and look, and it's in the garage or whatever. So I come back around. They're like, where's it at? I'm like, oh, it's in the garage. They're like, what the fuck does that mean, Marshall? <laughs> the fuck is that? What the hell is a garage? <laughs> well, at that point, if I'm playing, that would that's almost like a test. If I'm playing a game with some people and they ask where something is and I pronounce garage as garage and they can't use context clues to figure oh, out Oh, no, they knew. Is, then they deserve <laughs> they to die. <laughs> they should be like, well, you have fun, assholes. The ghosts are going to get you because you can't I also have a really bad habit proper of, English. Uh, for a long, long, long time now, a really bad habit of labeling the first floor as the ground floor, like every other country. Oh, and yeah, And so, yeah. especially in that games. Like, in, in America, I don't usually do it. But in a game... I'm like, oh, it's on the first floor. And then everybody's like stumbling around the kitchen. I'm like, what are you doing? <laughs> what are you doing? It's up a floor. What are you doing? This is a ground floor, idiot. Yeah, it's the first floor off the ground, you dumbass. <laughs> I got to say, I got no problem with calling the ground floor the ground floor. But I like then if you go up the steps to the next floor, that is the second floor. I feel like, like that would I just, I well, just technically, if you have a basement, the, the second floor, floor is the ground floor, floor, floor right? Floor. Yeah. Oh By that God. logic. Yeah. Well, Basement. Ground floor one. Well, that's also the thing. An elevator's always like marked with That's both. true. Ground elevators do that. Yeah. Unless you have multiple ground floors. That, that's a good middle like, ground. I'm all right still, with that. Either Jared. way. Yeah. Yeah. That yeah. Works. See, that's a easy that's a workaround. Hack. You're welcome, world. We just fixed your elevators. <laughs> I was <laughs> I was gonna say, it sounds like you're playing like from the last episode in this one, it sounds like you're doing a lot of VR lately. I just bought it. Like I said, it's on. This is a week a week later. <laughs> I I just yeah. bought it a week ago. Question mark. Yeah, uh, sure, yeah, totally. I've been playing a lot of VR. I don't I don't want to spend too much time on it because you guys have a criminally short podcast. Uh, but <sighs> I have been playing. Well, we go for an Ghost hour. Of Tablets, longer. Really good extraction shooter. Good. A lot of fun. I've been playing Blade and Sorcery. Mm. 
super fun yeah. physics based like heavy weapon feel. Um and Phasmophobia. Those are really the three I've been playing. Okay. Okay. Well, oh my. Okay. Well, I guess we should get into it. Yeah, we're if, 13 minutes into this episode. <laughs> we're turning into goosebuds. Gosh. Oh boy. Long intro. Well, um, you got to lead the last one, Marshy. Yeah. So I thought to circle back using some office lingo, we're going to circle, circle back. back to a question that you asked us last time you were here with us. Uh, it was which was our favorite Star Wars game. And yeah segued perfectly into this conversation did you have enough time to think about it it's been a whole week oh yeah we spent we spent a whole week thinking about this we had the answer before you even asked the question tbh this was on our list of like games we wanted to talk to someone about yeah we've been waiting to have a guest just to talk about this game honestly meaning to do this for a bit but yeah we both have the same game same favorite game it's a it's a gamecube one and it is Star Wars Bounty Hunter. Ooh, yeah. 2002's Star Wars Bounty Hunter. And I think it was also on Xbox and maybe oh, yeah, PlayStation. Think, but oh, yeah. Because, obviously, the best way to play was on GameCube. Yeah, though. definitely. That's how we had it. I think the box we had was an Xbox box, but then it had a GameCube disc in it. Because I remember it being the wrong size. Well, the thing was, it was because it was bought from like one of those, like the Dylan's rental after they went out of business oh, and didn't rent like, DVDs or games anymore. That's how we got it? Yeah, that's how we got oh, it, because Jordan used to work there. Our of older course. brother used to work at Dylan's. And Dylan's used to rent games and movies when we were little. Damn. So that's how we got ours, was he got it when they stopped doing that. <laughs> I didn't realize that's how we got it. I just remembered having it. Well, that makes sense. Oh, anyway, this game, if you looked at it, I mean, like... I don't know. You would probably be able to tell it was made in 2002. Yeah. But when we were playing it in 2002, it really did not feel like a 2002 game. No. It, it was like, uh, holy crap. Like, this this thing is dark and brooding, and it has really well-done cutscenes. Uh, helps to bridge the gap in the story that they had intentionally left there in the movies. I guess we should tell you how it starts. <laughs> like, basically, you know how there's a 10-year gap between Star Wars Episode One and Two, right? Anakin's growing, uh, like all this stuff is happening, and then we come back and we're like, wow, things have really changed with these guys. Yeah. Uh, this game takes place a month after episode one ends. And yeah, real it's, early in there. It's really early into that time skip, and it's basically Dooku has just become Palpatine's uh, new apprentice, and Palps is like giving him a few tests, and mm-hmm. one of them is... There is this cult that is undermining Palpatine's like sinister influence, like in the core worlds, because they are spreading these mind wiping drugs uh, to the people of the streets of Coruscant and other core world planets. And it's like messing up Palpatine's designs. Yeah, the death sticks. Yeah, and they're sneaking the drug in death sticks. Death sticks. So, like, people, like, I mean, imagine, like, how people smoke cigarettes here. It's like, you know, just put drugs in the cigarettes, easy. Like, you've got an instant, like, mind-altered mind army. Yeah. That was basically the plan. And Palpatine's like, I don't like this. I want you to find a way to stop it. Especially since I just found out that the leader of this cult used to be your apprentice. And you didn't put an end to this. And Dooku's like, oh, well, sorry. I thought that she would come in handy someday. And Palpatine's yeah. like, well... No, you were wrong. You, <laughs> you were wrong up. about that. Please fix this. <laughs> and and he also gives him. And then he's also yeah a second task of 
they have the plan for making the clone troopers, and the second task is to find somebody to be the template for them. And Dooku says, I think I have a plan that will fix both of these problems. Kill two birds with one stone, basically. Yeah. So he puts a humongous bounty on the leader of the cult's head. Uh, this cult is called the Bandogora. And they're like probably one of the coolest, like shady shadow organizations ever introduced in a video game just because you rarely get to see them at all just their influence Mm -hmm. but uh he puts a five million credit bounty on the leader's head and basically thinks i'll have the bounty hunters of the galaxy determine which one of them is the best uh template for the clone army yeah whoever can kill her gets to be the the person that's the guy i'm looking for so Obviously, Jango Fett answers this call. He's one of the guys we get to see, like, receive this message, this invitation to the hunt. Because really, like, it's by special invite only. Dooku sends out, like, uh, information on the wanted uh, poster. Not really a poster. It's more of a hologram. Yeah. And, like, and <laughs> gives really the details those. and the information and says, like, I need you to find this person. They're somewhere in the galaxy and we don't know where. So, good luck. And, uh... <laughs> Uh, Django sets off to figure yeah. this out. I, I haven't played this in a bit, so... That's okay. Yeah. I played it pretty recently. Oh, yeah. So Django takes off for this He hunt. takes <laughs> off. Yeah. He takes off. There's, there's like, a few levels. Like, the first one's just letting you get used to stuff. You're like, on, like, a space station. Yeah. And then the second one you go is, like, when you really start trying to figure out who... Yeah. How to get the Bandogora. And you go through, like, Coruscant... Won't go too deep into details, but yeah, I mean it's because what we really are interested in is after Next one. yeah, when you're on Coruscant, you find out who the supplier of this drug to Coruscant is, and it's this Doug King named Sebolto mm-hmm. on Malastare. Uh, if you remember Sebulba in Episode One, the pod racer guy who walks on the hands and like they use their feet use their for feet. carrying stuff. That's how they evolved. They're real small. Yeah. Anyway, that's a Doug. That's a Doug. Sebulba's a Doug. <sighs> Uh-huh. And uh sorry, I just had the imagination of like Doug the cartoon show. Sebulba in that show. <laughs> As Skeeter. <laughs> I'm sorry. Anyway, so you find out Sebolto is the one who's supplying these drugs to Coruscant uh, on behest of the leader of the Bandogora, and you're like, you reason, well, maybe he has some information on where like the leader resides then what can we do to find an inn with Sebolto? since he's one of the kings of malastare you can't just waltz in yeah you can't just show up at his door and uh you're the finder Django's finder uh rosada who's a toydarian like watto in uh, episode one if you remember watto yeah except she doesn't have a race i drew watto once as a russian slav doing the squat nice <laughs> Rosada is awesome, and uh, she's she's, cool. she's like Jango's like uh, helper, friend, and mentor, and she's the one who she's like his man in the chair. Yeah, she's always finding information for him. And what she's pulled up is that Sebolto has recently posted a huge bounty on a, a I guess what we would call associate, a crime associate of his <laughs> named uh, Bendix Fust, and it's for fifty thousand credits. And Jango's like, well, hey, it sounds like if we catch this fuss, this fuss guy and bring him in, Sabolto will give us an audience because he really wants him. Yeah. Problem. 
He's in jail. He's been arrested. And he's not in just any jail. <laughs> he's like he's in like the number one like highest security like prison like in the galaxy. He's being held captive on Uvo Four, which is just a space prison that's on an asteroid. Yeah, it's, it's just built into the side of an asteroid. Built into the largest asteroid in the asteroid belt, basically of this system. And which I mean, <laughs> this asteroid is also used for other stuff because if you play. Star Wars pod racers. Yeah, they actually hold pod races here. They make yeah. the, they make the prisoners participate in pod races yeah. for like entertainment, so as well as professional pod racers. But. Yeah, <laughs> but it's funner to watch newbies probably, probably. crash and die. Anyway, the this place is notorious. There's no there's no way in or out. And mm. Django's like, all right, well, it's just another job. Yeah, he's like, whatever, <laughs> I can do it. So uh, every planet or location you go to is split into three levels like with coruscant what was really cool the first one was you were in like the like the club district yeah uh and then you're finding information with dealers and the dealers send you to the warehouse district so Mm -hmm. you get like to see the industrial complex and then you find out that the industrial people's connection is a senator so you end up going to the high rises and in that way you get to see like three different areas of coruscant that are really cool yeah it's a lot of fun Three levels with uh with Uvo, obviously it's also three levels. It's not quite as much new scenery, <laughs> yeah. Since uh, all kind of looks the same, but uh, the first one is the break in, and yeah. it's you just getting into the prison. Yeah, it's like a little stealth mission almost. I mean, like you still do a lot of just outright, murdering, yeah, outright killing, yeah. But you know, you try to be stealthy, and uh, at the end, like, oh my gosh, like goodness gracious, it's. I don't even know how to explain how bleak it feels when you're like pulling up onto this place. Basically, Django is hiding in the shadow, like the digital shadow, like sonar shadow of a transport ship that's coming to bring supplies to Uvo. And uh, like as soon as they lower the shield, then he just like he immediately takes off out of the shadow ship down to the not planet, I guess, but the surface of the asteroid. <laughs> And then waits for them to put up the shield again and re-pressurize the atmosphere so he can leave his ship. And Mm -hmm. then, like, you go out into this crater and there is just a bunker, like, entrance built into the side of it. And it seems like, oh, this place is pretty small. And you fight through some guards and get in and the stairs go down (laughs) and they keep going down. And you're like, "Uh uh-oh, this is not a small place. It's giant it's like the whole like inside of it's pretty much They've like, pretty much carved out the entire inside of this asteroid just the whole inner as a prison it's, it's you can it's, walk around in there and i don't know it's such a unique feeling of agoraphobia of like you're like looking up into space and like you're like i'm not even on a planet right now i'm just in outer space with a ray shield basically keeping me from the vacuum. And then you go inside and you f- immediately feel claustrophobia. <laughs> of, I'm inside a freaking <laughs> asteroid. <laughs> oh my goodness. <laughs> it's, yeah, it's it got all the epic. fears wrapped up. It's really fun. I should have said this before we started recording. I'm drinking coffee. I have to pee really bad. That's okay. Do we need to take a pee break? Let's, let's take a just pee Just a break. second. I'll be right back. I'll take a pee break. How funny would it be if you just ended the episode at a pee break? Oh my god. <laughs> oh, like, we all right, tune in next week for part two. Next we week you come back and you're just like, ah, it feels better.
That feels good. I'm glad I peed for a whole week. <laughs> That's okay. a lot of water. <clears throat> All right. So, yeah. yeah. Fears. Agrophobia. Claustrophobia. Probably a little bit of a whatever laser phobia is because you're getting shot at by laser guns. Yeah, and not just guards either, but like also like drones. drones. They've got like security, oh, yeah, they got drones security drones. And... But yeah, there's drones, <laughs> robot things that are like shooting at you too. You basically, you're making your way down <laughs> levels, like levels and levels in this, inside of this asteroid prison. prison. This is the yeah, Persian. 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 Uh, <laughs> you're making your way down levels in this asteroid prison. And you enter an elevator and you go down even further. And on this elevator, he actually, like, there's a cut scene where Django is talking to this old timer, this prisoner who's basically been there his whole life and doesn't ever, is never going to get out. And uh, he starts, t like, asking him, he's like, hey, old timer, you ever hear about the Bando Gora? He's like, are you crazy? Like, you can't even talk about them. Like, like, pe like people go missing just for mentioning the Bando Gora. Even in a place like this. And yeah. he's, like, he's like, really? He's like, yeah. Like, there was a guy who was talking about how he knew the leader of the Bandogora's identity. And the next day, like, we just found him chopped up in his cell and have no idea how it happened or, like, who was the one that did it. And it's like, okay, so prisoners, <laughs> guards, like, you don't know who to trust. Everybody is basically a part of this cult. Yeah. Their influence is anybody way bigger be. than, like... You could ever imagine it being like it's crazy yeah it's a galaxy-wide influence yeah. so like, yeah it's great so at the, at the end of this level the break-in culminates in you going through the sewer system under the high security level of the prison and you basically just like go from great to great until you find the cell with bendix fust and as you get there and you're just about to like use your little blowtorch thing to cut through the grate and get him someone else gets there first <laughs> they just come in and take him from you someone and they approach the cell from the front they knock yeah. the door down and they say you're coming with me and that's the end of the first level of that is like you finally got find the guy you're after and he's being broken out of prison by someone else mm-hmm and you're like, come on, what are the odds of two prison breaks in the same day in a prison that's never had a prison break? Yeah. <laughs> but that starts the uh, the second mission, uh, the breakout. The breakout. Which, uh, good God, if the break-in is difficult, the breakout is exorbitantly hard. It's so many guards, so many things just trying to shoot you now. So many levels. <laughs> To it's get just... back up to the like back out into the open air, not really even open air. No, yeah, to open, the open space. space. Yeah, <laughs> and uh, after you've made your way through waves of guards and drones and all of these like people that are in between you and freedom, you get out of the prison again, back through the same bunker entrance that you entered through, and when you finally make it, you're like, oh my god. I'm done with this level. It's mm. such a relief. And <laughs> yeah. you make your way over to your ship. And, and you're like, oh yeah, there's three levels in every place, isn't there? Yeah. Wait oh. a second. Uh, hold on. There's three levels. This doesn't add up. You get to your ship and see that the person who broke bust out of his cell is trying to hijack your ship. <laughs> uh, so, of course, you go and confront her. Yeah, that's right. Women can be jailbreakers, too. <laughs> Women empowerment. That's right. Ladies lifting ladies. Not just heartbreakers. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Jeez, dude. 
Perfect. <laughs> so then you have a classic Mexican standoff where... Are there Mexicans in space? I mean, sure there are. In Star There's Wars? There's gotta be. There's gotta be. There are... Uh, yeah. I don't think there were, because Mexico didn't exist. Michael Pena was in Ant-Man. That's close enough. In Ant-Man? I mean, there's a quantum verse in that or something. Uh, I, I don't know. It's both owned by Disney. So. Mexicans can get into space if they want to. Obviously, they will. No, no, They no, will, no, if they no. want I meant to. in a galaxy far, far away. Oh, well, far, I don't far, know. Away. I mean, like, they have Hispanic people playing characters. Is yeah. that close enough? I can't name one off the top of my head, but it happens. I was just going to ask if it should be more of like a Coruscant standoff Coruscant, or something. Uh, a, oh. a, Doug, a Doug standoff. Malastare standoff. A Mandalorian standoff. Mandalorian. <laughs> Doesn't matter because uh, in the end, neither of the parties get to fire on each other. What happens is the standoff is broken up by your ship exploding. <laughs> oh, good. Yeah, you lose your ship. Uh, not great. Jango's not really happy about it. That ship, although it was a, a hunk of junk, it belonged to Jaster Mareel, the man who found him and raised him when he was orphaned and yeah. like taught him how to be a Mandalorian. Because, you know, the Mandalore culture is a lot about like found, like fi- foundlings, like foundlings. finding orphans and like adoption. Like, yeah, they hijack a bunch of children sh- and then well, brainwash well, them into believing. It's not what they hold believe. Hold on there, dude. That's the it's Jedi's. more taking responsibility because they're like, if we're going to bring war to these other planets, we at least need to take the responsibility and clean up like any broken like families that we've created along the way. Because the Mandalorian are very pro-war. Like War is a huge part of their culture. But they also are realistic about it and understand that if you kill someone, then you're going to leave a vacuum for someone else's life. And like oftentimes these kids that are just left behind by war don't have anywhere to go, and the Mandalorians see it as their duty to bring them up. Yeah, if you really want to know, watch The Mandalorian. It, it really... Yeah, Din Djarin kind of... is also a foundling. And Grogu is a foundling now. And it wasn't... And in that case, also, it's, I should also mention the Mandalorians aren't even the ones that cause, like, like all of the conflicts that they end up rescuing children from. In The Mandalorian, in the cutscenes, it was that... Uh, it was during the Clone Wars, and this random planet was being attacked by the clone arm... Or the, the, not the clones, the Separatists, the droid Droids. army. That was one of the reasons why uh, Din Djarin, the Mandalorian, like had a bias against droids in the first season was because they killed his family. And you're like, well, that's fair. And then he was rescued by Mandalorians that came and saved his him and his village. And it's like, okay, you know, not all bad guys. Yeah, there, there's some good Just ones. Just want to point that out. There are some bad ones as well. Yeah. We'll get to him later. <laughs> well, that's every group of people has some bad ones. That's right. Like cops mm-hmm. don't don't oh i thought you were gonna say <laughs> uh, a certain i was gonna like, say don't. how about we don't mention any specific groups but whatever cops i think is fair yeah uh so you, i didn't think they had good people in oh, <laughs> man. well we're really gonna get canceled after this one no people agree this is, i don't know there's why. a lot of agreement on that oh boy i think we know at least one good cop we do? Wasn't I our boss I a can't cop? name a single one. Oh, yeah, she was. And her husband's attractive, and he's a cop, so. I like his I mustache. So. Yeah. That make it okay? Yeah. A mustache makes almost everything Man, I better. should, I should, I should, uh, I should become a villain. Oh, wait, I'm not attractive enough. No, you are. Shit. 
Shit. You can do it. You're fine. Pull you it could off. be a villain. Land foiled. <laughs> you just, you know. You just gotta get really big boots like Megamind. That's right. Big boots. That makes it better. Oh, shit. They make the man. <laughs> <sighs> oh, where were we? Oh, yes. That You're, game yeah. sounds frenetic as hell. <laughs> I don't understand what you were saying, and what I'm not going to respond to it. So. <laughs> what is. I don't. I want to know what that word means. I don't even know. What is frenetic? Frenetic is like chaotic. Oh, okay. Well, this level's a little bit, especially at yeah. the end there. It's all over yeah. the place. Yeah, it, it really is. And this is all in the same location. Yeah, this is all in the same. I mean, that's just the end of the second level. This is level. just in one prison. Yeah. Then that, like, as we said, your ship gets blown up. That kickstarts the third mission, the escape. You have to find a new way off the asteroid because your ship's gone. So you, instead of going back towards the main prison, you, with the holding pel- uh holding pen holding cell holding blocks <laughs> ah! okay cut this holding blocks instead of heading back to the main prison with the holding blocks you instead head over to the very heavily guarded hangar yeah just steal one of the prison ships why not right like get a little transport or something out of there nothing too fancy but now you have like the added problem of like i think the last level had it too but it's like there's just a like ton of prisoners like all the prisoners have escaped oh yeah they no they didn't escape they let the prisoners out and told them catch this intruder oh, yeah. and we'll take time off your sentence so you're so, not even against just guards there's prisoners chasing you down as well yeah they have just like every prisoner every, is chasing you every able-bodied person in this prison is trying to catch you so you're just like running through prison cells like running pat down corridors and there's just it's just full of dudes that have like murdered people to be here and trying to kill you now you're trying to find the hangar desperately and when you get there there is a man in an industrial crane oh that you have yeah. to fight like mono imano except it's not mono imano because you're a little dude and he's in a an industrial vehicle it's an like, industrial crane imano it's a just i mean it's got like the like the scoop things and like the big like hydraulic arms oh and rockets you know industrial cranes need rockets in this world for some reason yeah so. i completely forgot about that i forgot <laughs> that every third level ends with like a, a boss, boss battle and that one was the one where i was the most like well this is just horse shit yeah <laughs> like one fair that's not fair <laughs> and so assuming you kill that guy which hopefully you do because you're armed with rockets as well yeah you and, got you your know, guns and stuff then it, you get this really nifty cutscene where you rendezvous with the other person who was also trying to get off the planet or the asteroid with Fust, and you've agreed to work together. You've met in the hangar, and you get on one of these ships. It is, for fans of the series, they'll recognize it. It is a beautiful, sleek, brand new from the factory, fire spray class uh, attack cruiser yeah and it's it's his normal ship it's how he gets this his... is how and this is how he gets it yeah he and you you see the cuts i love this cut scene so much he flies the slave one out of the hangar does an about face and just fires rockets right back into the hangar and then takes off and you see like the whole hangar explode yeah get through of every other fire spray they had and then like 
prototypes. Yeah, there. like that's the thing. Yeah. In the next scene, like he's explaining to his new partner, Zam Lassell, who we might remember from episode two, Attack of the Clones, at the beginning of that. And this is how he met her. Yeah. They were both trying to catch the same quarry in an asteroid prison. And, and it was partnership at first sight. Yeah, it worked out for them. And she's like, I've never seen a ship like this. This baby is way better than uh, that old relic that you were trying to get away in like what is this thing and he's uh, he's like looking through the specs and he's like it's a fire spray class uh like gunship it looks like the factory only made six of them they were prototypes to see like if they would be good security vessels for this prison and uh they're gonna assume that they were all like destroyed in the same explosion so now she's one of a kind yeah and the factory's probably not gonna make any more since it's kind of a failure if all six prototypes blow up right and it works out well because it's like it's a prison ship, so it has like little cells in it for oh, holding yeah. people. Holding cells, and so it's, it's like perfect, perfect bounty yeah. hunter. You can capture, capture, catch people, put catch them in the cell, alive, put them in the cell in the ship. Like it works. Yeah, and uh, this—that's how he gets the slave one. It's such an awesome little origin of one of Star Wars' most prominent and uh, recognizable starships yeah. and this is how we got it and i love this game so much because there's so many little touches like that where it's like oh okay and it's like all of these things that are setting up episode two attack of the clones and yeah really playing this game before watching episode two makes the movie so much better so good there's all these questions that people have like what? What's going on? How is this happening? How did this happen without us finding out? It's like, if you play this game, you're like, why isn't oh, yeah. there more pod racing? <laughs> God damn it. Yeah. Why yeah. wasn't there more pod racing? I thought this was a racing anime. What's going on? <laughs> huh? So it's, it's really good. Obviously, uh, none of this is really canon anymore with Disney, but it's yeah. still kind of canon to the legends. Yeah. still canon in my heart. Yeah. In my heart. I feel like this is like good stuff. It's the only place that matters. Yeah. So. Have you guys heard of Vader Immortal? Yes, I've heard of it. Isn't that also a VR? Or what is, is that? that? What is it that? is. I was thinking about trying of it. Of course, it's a VR. Marshall's bringing it's it It's basically the corridor scene from Rogue One, the simulator. You just kill a bunch <laughs> of people? You're just like yeah, mowing down It takes dudes. place between three and four. Dang. Yeah. Okay, that's really cool. That's like Prime that Vader. It's three episodes to it. You are working for Darth Vader, kind of reluctantly neat but you're also leading the assault on his place oh on uh what's that planet called mufasa mustafar mustafar Mustafar. something like that yeah you're like leading an assault on it that's awesome i like that that's cool i'm changing my answer my favorite star wars game for real though (laughs) is either battlefront 2 or squadrons because i love space fighting those oh yeah yeah man yeah, Rogue Squadron. Super cool. Or, yeah, that stuff. Mm. I like this. Not really plot wise, I guess, but just gameplay wise, they're really satisfying. Sure. Space battles are really fun in the Star Wars games. I like how people are gonna listen to the first one and be like, "Oh, that's Marshall's favorite Star Wars game," and then they'll have to listen to this, and be like, "Oh no, this is actually." I, I like favorite. that you think people are gonna care. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Nobody's gonna really <laughs> I like care. Like how you think people are listening to this. Yeah, when people come to this one, I like they're not even gonna care about remember me. Marshall we in the do. last episode. I don't. That's not who I am. Yeah, no. So. Who is this guy again? Fart noise. That's who. Hayden. My name is uh, Hayden Martinson. Hayden Martinson. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I played uh, Planikin. Planikin. Panikin Skywalker. Panikin Skywalker. Oh no, I'm Panikin. Ah! Played Panikin while while everything was going on in that game in the prison. I was just in the corner Pan- in my cell, Panikin. just crying. <laughs> 
you didn't want to try to They're like you need to go after these guys and i'm like no, no. i'm <laughs> too scared yeah i have anxiety yeah Dude, this game is so good, though. It's I mean, so it's only good. got six planets, uh, 18 missions total, but, like, even so. You should replay it. I, I, I will. want to. I will. I'm going to. One fun... I feel like, I feel like I've just played yeah. it after this you, last, like, 30 minutes. We didn't even tell area. you about uh, Malastare or Tatooine. Malastare, Tatooine, uh, yeah. Bogdan. Bogdan. Oh, man, like, the other There's places more. you go... The Coruscant levels in this game are probably my favorite. Coruscant I... is so flushed out in this game. It's so... Great. I really like the Coruscant one. Dude, we didn't even tell you about the best mechanic of this game. I was going to just say that every level, there are bounties. Like, one of your things you can do is scan people and see if there's a bounty on them. And if there is, you can either see how much they're worth dead or alive, and you can capture them or kill them and then collect their bounties. And it's like every level has, like, a certain amount that you can try to find. It's so freaking rad. That's how you 100% the game. Yeah. Is, and and uh, when you get all, when you collect all these bounties in each level, it unlocks more, uh, like, art in the art gallery. And uh, and comics from Dark yeah, Horse. Yeah, it even has some of the Dark Horse comics that explain, like, Django's origin in this game that you can, like, basically get unlocked parts of by catching and turning in people in every so level good. it's so cool or the best collectible I, is the bloopers <laughs> oh my where God. there's like fucking i didn't write down the name of this game and i was trying to find it so i was looking up star wars games there's over a hundred no there is a Not lot surprised. of games from 1981 to the present day it's that's amazing so the blooper, like, imagine, like, remember the old Pixar movies when they'd have the bloopers at the end? It's just that. They just made bloopers for fun to add in there as, like, unlockables. Yeah. Most of them involving Clancy Brown, the voice of uh, Mr. Krabs from Spongebob. <laughs> we kind of skipped over it, but he plays Django's money. He plays uh, he plays Montross, uh, a, a former Mandalorian who basically was, like, exiled because he was too violent. Yeah. Like, and, uh... The, I always love, like, the intro cutscene for him is him just, like, chasing down a bounty, and the bounty's, like, cornered, and he's like, please, for his life. please, I'm worth more alive, and he's like, you're worth enough, dead, and just kills him, and it's just like, yeah, that's pretty much his whole character. Yeah, you look through his whole thing, and, like, he doesn't care about the money, he just wants to be able to hunt and kill people for yeah. sport, like, if he takes less payment for it, that's fine. Yeah, he's a, he's a. That's the kind of guy he is. Wild guy, and he's bald. Yeah, he's like shaved. I don't shaved, know. Yeah, and buzz it's because he used to wear a helmet. He doesn't anymore because he's a disgraced Mandalorian. But he still wears like the breastplate. Which one? His name is Montross. Which one was this again? His name is Montross. Montross. He's in this game. He's the other guy Montross. that Dooku invited to the hunt. No, no. What what was the game again? Oh, oh. Star Wars Bounty Hunter. Sorry, Star Wars Bounty Hunter. Okay, that's what I okay. All right, that's what I had had been looking at, but I wanted to make sure I was on the correct one. Yeah, that's it. Uh, my headset just said please charge, so it's probably gonna die soon. So it's like we should. You play Django Fett. Yeah, you play Django. That's what we. That's what we told. Did you not know that the whole time? I'm recapping. Uh (laughs) He's just recapping. Okay, okay, okay. okay, We're good. I can recap the last forty minutes in five seconds. All right, all right, all right. You play Django Fett, it's badass. It is. Yeah. Play Star Wars Bounty Hunter 21 years ago. 20, oh my gosh, I didn't think about how it was oh, 21 years ago. Oh, we're old. Oh gosh. That on just the PS2. Hurt. Yeah, it was on the PS2. <laughs> oh, the game. PS2. The game. There okay. you go. Jeez. Yeah. Oh man. No, that's That was great. I, I really enjoyed listening to that. That makes me want to play it. Oh, uh, I'll, I'll have to let you borrow it sometime. Do you have a Wii or a GameCube? Because, I mean, it'll play on a Wii. I have... 
Okay. I have dolphin emulator, so I can play. Oh, you can just I find want. it on the dolphin. Yeah, just search just... it then. Search it and play it. Yeah, do it. All right. And anybody at home? I'll download some mods yeah. that add some big busty aliens. Yeah, to it get as some well. big busts in there. I bet there's plenty of that. Star Wars bounty hunter mods. <laughs> Oh my god. They have mods. They do they? Like, what? <laughs> I didn't expect yeah. I hope one of them just adds more bounties into each level. Because, like, god, that was, like, seriously the uh, funnest part. Most popular are Django Fett Remastered, Montross the Traitor, Din, Din Jaren from The Mandalorian. Oh, okay. okay. That makes sense. Wow, that's a recent mod to made. That's a, well, that shows that, like... The, still the modding community is still aware of this game. They're still active on that. That that warms my heart a little. That's great. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. So that's Star Wars Bounty Hunter, our favorite Star yeah. Wars game. Great stuff. Uh, do you have anything to plug, Marshall? Uh, not Marshall. Uh, Hayden uh, Martinson. Yeah. Sorry. Thank you. I was gonna say. <laughs> <laughs> uh. Yeah. Um. I was going to say something. My brother was uh, just recently uh, giving standing ovations for his portrayal of Anakin Skywalker. Oh, my God. Uh, I was not wrong. Say, I was there as wrong. well. Um, but I was, like, crouched behind the seats, like, crying. Oh, also, I'm nice. pretty sure that... Too much. Too much more, I'm pretty sure that people who are related have the same last name, same not the last. same first name. No, we're actually... It's a little-known fact. Uh, Hayden Christensen and Hayden Martinson were actually Japanese. Uh, we were adopted into the same Hayden family in Japan. Oh boy. Okay. Um, well, <laughs> <laughs> can you still hear me? I can hear you. Okay, good. Sib's headset just died, so I wasn't sure. I'm going to cut oh, this no. part out. Don't worry. No. What? Keep it in. I'm going to oh, yeah. leave this in? Just cut that no. out. Just, just leave in. Just remember that in Japan, Hayden Christensen and Hayden Martinson, we're, it's our surname. Okay. Hayden. Okay, cool. All right. Um, That's all that matters. Do you have any plugs? You can still say your plugs. Yeah, I can still say. Like, we're still recording well, now. So yeah, they lean can in still, and say You can still can say your me. plugs. Uh, my plugs are going to be my art. I'm going to be drawing and posting more art on my Instagram. So if you want to see my art, I'm doing character sketches. I'm designing and putting up some characters on there for something that is secret. And I will not tell you what it is. But you can go follow my Instagram. I know it it's in the description. Mimi and Canon. Uh, you can see these characters. You can see the stuff I'm drawing. And you can sit there and wait for what it's for. And be surprised when it's shown eventually. Whatever it's for. So, Neato. Yeah. There you go. Awesome. Well, I'll show you some of mine too. Yeah, do that. <laughs> show us some of your art. Uh, or also a secret project of the same variety. <laughs> let's see. I think last week uh, you plugged your tabletop rpg podcast chronicles of ganesi this week i would like to plug another tabletop rpg podcast the burnt cookbook party if anybody enjoys tabletop rpgs and they like having a good time and they enjoy having fun then they should check this show out they just finished their first time loop and it's a great time to jump in listen to the whole first loop and get caught up and then get ready for the second loop because this i'm super excited these, it's gonna be fun it's fun are these people you know nah i mean it's jenna steber oh uh paul lukemeyer like, wait we can just we can just plug random shit. yeah this is this is uh this is outlaw country dude what we can fuck? just plug whatever the fuck we want so yeah we've been, <laughs> we've been right, plugging like shit to, we uh, like not just stuff we do i <laughs> 
I was going to make a really controversial yeah. joke. Yeah, you want you want to redo? Right. Go ahead. Plug whatever <laughs> plug whatever you want. Going to not do it. Uh No, I I've got nothing to plug except uh actually I do have something to plug. Uh when this comes out it should be December. Um if you feel like donating to charity and doing some some nice work to help out a bunch of kids in need, uh Yogscast Jingle Jam 2023 is coming up. They've raised millions upon millions of pounds um for many different charities. You actually get to choose um which charities you're donating to as well. Uh they always partner with really good legit ones um and it's just really heartwarming to see people come together and give uh to those who who need the help yeah love those guys and it's really fun they stream every day for like a whole month yeah, i remember hours at a time oh man they get very drunk i remember when they would do the four chord song for like an hour oh, God. <laughs> Are they still doing that you should you should uh yeah it's evolved man oh, uh boy. hat films when they have theirs it's a music stream and last year or the year before they made neon musk they made an album for Neon Musk. Oh, wow. They they do an album every every Jingle Jam. They make an album like on the fly. Jeez. They'll just sit there for the eight hour stream, just composing and playing and improving yeah. and make songs. So if anybody has ever my favorite one last year was uh, Dad's in Space. Nice. Aww. Yeah. And now your dad's in space. So if anybody has ever anyway. like looked at an album before, like held an album in their hand and said, "Gee, I wonder how something like this gets made." like tune into jingle jam you get to see it happen live right before your eyes <laughs> the birth of an album the birth of an album all right uh thank you so much for joining us again bud it's been a lot of fun a real treat talking talking with you chatting if i can fucking talk jesus ah okay i'm gonna i'm gonna cut that that's gone that's out of here <laughs> cut that cut that cut that <laughs> All right. Uh, until next time, uh, listeners, have pleasant dreams. Do I say that? I don't think I've ever said that. No. Have pleasant dreams. Good have night. A sweet sure. sandy sandman nap. I don't like sand. It's rough and coarse. <laughs> Neither me. does my brother. Uh oh. Uh oh. Should I stop it now? What? No. You're... Okay. I mean, yeah. Now yeah, we can. Now, yeah, now, now yeah, we can yeah, stop. Yeah, yeah. Have sex with me, please. Jesus. <laughs> okay. You said okay? okay. <laughs> Don't. <laughs> All right. All of this is getting cut. No, no. The bear stuff is good. It's gold. It's gold. All right. Fine.